When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Keith McGuffey. And I'm Mike Templeton. And this week, we're going to be talking episodes 19, 20, and 21 in season three of the original 1987 cartoon. At halfway point, we got we did it, guys. Fine. Yeah. Actually, no, actually, no, we're not even at the halfway point yet. Oh, no. We're, we're, we're circling it, though. We're getting there. Uh, we're getting the halfway the, point. After the next episode we cover, we'll be at the halfway point. Like the, the next episode of this mm. for the cartoon, we will be at the halfway point. Awesome. So we got something to look forward to, everyone. Yeah. We'll have completed the DVD that I'm currently on. <laughs> <laughs> so today we've got Invasion of the Turtle Snatchers, Camera Bugged, and Greeting with Jealousy. All right. Guys, how was uh how was your week in turtles? Before we before we jump in. Anything fun? You know, I mean, there's a few things that are we'll be bringing up in news. <laughs> yeah, just but, a bit. Uh, other than that, uh, I haven't done much Turtles. I've been, you know, I was talking to you guys before the show. And I've just been addicted to Mortal Kombat lately. I would love to see a Ninja Turtle fighting game told like one of the Nether Realm with like one of the Nether Realm like story modes in it, where it's very cinematic. It's like you're watching a movie with some fights in between. It would be neat. Like I've seen, I've seen people suggest that like shredder would be perfect for a mortal kombat game yeah he looks like a mortal kombat character already like yeah like he yeah. could easily fit in that world yeah the question is is whether nickelodeon wants to actually make or let i should say their property possibly you know make people upset or not well you know what just don't ask just don't ask nick <laughs> just do it nether realm yeah what uh, big you got big you got big daddy warner brothers behind you nick's not even gonna touch you just call him great man instead yeah you know so Superman. there you go what was uh when dc and, and mortal kombat crossed over the dc characters didn't have fatalities they had something else that were like less brutalities violent. yeah they just needed to have like ninja talities or something like i feel like they'd let shredder do a fatality i mean they've oh, got it definitely right? not the turtles not but, the turtles but definitely but shredder. definitely shredder i mean we've now been allowed to see him like stab someone through the the chest like through the back in batman ninja turtles and, and like i'm talking outside of comics here no and, right and like you know. that's kind of our that's kind of the only reference point we have for shredder <laughs> like yeah. doing violent things under under nickelodeon is that Batman versus Turtles movie? Mm-hmm. Comic books, you know, we get a little bit more there, but but you can get away with anything in comics. Yeah, yeah. 
but no one pays attention to those exactly and then but on screen stuff we have seen him like i said stab someone through the back so oh and also throw a ninja star into one of the foot ninjas heads i was gonna say i remember that one more than the stabbing in the back yeah that really that really caught me off guard when it first happened i was like oh man this is it caught him off guard too yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i remember showing someone that fight scene and they're just like whoa he just like threw a star in his head and i'm like yeah he did he's an evil (laughs) ninja master that's what happens when the evil shredder attacks (laughs) i just want to see the shredder shred people that's all i'm saying (laughs) he's got to be covered in spikes for a reason all right then if we're uh done talking about that do we want to get into let me tell you a story this is april o'neill of channel six so bringing up this trilogy, starting it off right, we're going to jump into Invasion of the Turtle Snatchers. Original air date was October 19th, 1989. This is a Francis Moss joint. Uh, begins with the turtle celebrating April's first anniversary as a Channel 6 news reporter. However, April is depressed because her boss has warned her that if she doesn't come up with, her, with the next big story, she won't be around to celebrate her second year. In an effort to cheer her up, Donatello asks Irma to come with him to pick up a pizza. Meanwhile, over at the Technodrome, Krang is working on a device that ends up exploding. Shredder told him that he warned Krang that the plasma heat dissipator couldn't stand that much of an overload. Krang, however, is unfazed because the device had picked up a powerful energy uh, signature at the fission reactor at the New York University, and he wants Shredder to go find it. Shredder sets up base at the abandoned Acme Glue Works factory and sends Bebop and Rocksteady to go fishing for some fishing. Unfortunately, they misunderstood that and went to go actually fish. As Shredder's berating the two mutants, Bebop or Rocksteady, however, is abducted, beamed up the same way that Donatello, who is going to go pick up a pizza for April to cheer her up is also abducted right in front of Irma. Back at the Technodrome, Bebop is telling the story of Rocksteady's disappearance when Krang realizes that if Bebop's telling the truth, then there must be aliens here. Back at the Turtle's Lair, Irma's telling the same kind of story, and April, thrilled to hear that aliens might be here, decides that that's going to be her next big story. Meanwhile, Donatello wakes up and finds himself in a strange cavern when he notices that someone's running toward him. He sees that that somebody is Rocksteady. The two start to fight a little bit, but then they find discover that they're being chased by a giant monster. Back on Earth, Vernon is taken over April's office, and Byrne tells April that if she doesn't get that next big story, this is going to be Vernon's office for good, and that maybe she can join him as his camera person. Back in the cave, Zonatello and Rocksteady have finally started to work together when they notice that this monster chasing them isn't all that it seems when it runs through them. They decide to take a chance on it while it's chasing them and it runs through them over a cliff to its doom where it disappears. They decide to test the theory and jump off of the cliff, discovering that the whole room and monster were a holographic projection being created by a tiny child. The tiny child named Nikto is enjoying what he's seen. When his parents have come in the room, we find out that Klaatu, the father, 
uh, and the mother, Barada. The three of them uh, tell Donatello that they've been vacationing to Earth when they uh, they vacationed on Earth 4,000 years ago when little Nikto accidentally left a toy behind. That toy that they've come back to find was left behind, and if left, then it could destroy the world because us silly Earthlings built that nuclear fission factory right on top of it. Donatello figures that he's going to go help the uh, help the aliens get that toy back before Shredder finds out. However, Shredder finds out the location of the aliens because Biba or Rocksteady calls the Shredder over the comm and gives him the coordinates. Shredder and Bebop try to teleport to the ship when the turtles attack him and Splinter joins the fray uh, to save Donatello as well. The two Shredder and Splinter get teleported to the alien ship uh, where they have the same problem running around in that holographic projection. Splinter arrives to find Donatello making pizzas for the aliens uh, in a gesture of peace Rocksteady slips out the back and finds Shredder, thinking that since Splinter's here, Shredder might not be too far behind. The two of them go raid the armory while Donatello and Splinter regroup over the pizza. Shredder and Rocksteady take over the ship now that they have their weapons and head back to Earth, stealing the little cosmic cube that Barada was, or that uh, Klaatu was using to control the ship. As uh, Bebop, or as Rocksteady and Shredder head back to Earth to take over uh, the mere parlor trick that uh, Shredder calls the Antarian Cube, not the co the Cosmic Cube that they have, uh, that's been deactivated. So now by the Antarians, and that they can't use it anymore. Shredder begins to complain, and they jump back in a mutant module and disappear. The turtles come back. April's got her story and the end. There's, there's so much going on in this episode. It was so hard <laughs> to keep up. Yeah. Like, All right, like, then. This recap was going to take longer. <laughs> yeah, it was It was a lot. It was definitely a lot. It, it jumped around from place to place and was packed with information. All right. My episode, Camera Bugged. Originally aired on October 20th, 1989. So it was written by Michael Edens and Mark Edens. The story begins with the turtles training and practicing the splinter, uh, but they are not doing too good. They actually kind of suck right now. And so they decide they need a vacation and splinter agrees. Uh, while they're deciding on that, an alien shows up to earth while he's on vacation. Uh, this alien tourist has a camera, and this camera actually captures things inside of it. Instead of just taking a picture, it actually traps things inside of it. So he goes around the city trapping people and things in his camera. from, Like I said, people, buildings, all sorts of stuff. Channel 6's line is all tied up with calls about it. So April goes out to investigate. Shredder is inspired to use the camera to capture the turtles after seeing it on the news, so he goes topside to steal it, or at least on his screens. That might not have been the news. April sees him do it and warns the turtles. Shredder traps the alien in the camera, and then the turtles show up and fight him. The fight ends with Shredder running off with April's camera after getting it mixed up. 
with the alien camera that he had. After getting back to the Technodrome, he realizes he's got the wrong one and needs to get it back from April. April plays the alien camera footage on the news and the turtles see people trapped and see the people trapped inside and go to protect April. Shredder tries to steal it from her and the turtles show up to stop him. April wants to film it and so she accidentally traps them in the alien camera with Shredder. They fight Shredder inside the camera. April gets Splinter to help her. They put the tape in the machine the Channel 6 uses to edit their tapes. And so then everyone pops up on the screen. Just when it seems like it's over for the intrepid Terrapins, Splinter breaks the screen on the machine and everyone pours out of it. Shredder runs off and the alien ends up heading back home in his spaceship. The end. Riveting. Yeah. All right, bringing out the rear, we have Green with Jealousy. This is season three, episode 21, originally aired October 23rd, 1989, written by Reed Shelley and Bruce Shelley. So April's reporting on a new nuclear-powered sub, and Irma's tagging along to flirt with some sailors. Crane sees April's report and thinks he can use this new submarine's power source to kickstart the technodrome. He sends up a few foot soldiers to attach giant jumper cables to the sub and drain its power into a big old battery. With the Technodrome fully powered, nothing will be able to stop it except for the Turtles, but luckily Krang has a plan for how to handle the Turtles. He gives Bebop and Rocksteady a little love potion number nine and sends them up to the surface. This potion will cause whoever ingests it to fall in love with the next female they see. The Turtles are on their way to watch a movie with April and Irma, but stop for some pizza. Bebop and Rocksteady put that love potion on their pizza, and Leo, Mike, and Raph scarf down the pizza. Uh, Don doesn't have any because he's busy driving. The next female they see is Irma, so Leo, Mike, and Raph are all suddenly madly in love with her. They start sending gifts and love letters to Irma, who thinks it's from those sailors from earlier. The three brothers literally, literally fight each other over Irma, while Don analyzes some of the pizza crumbs and discovers the love potion. He's able to come up with an antidote. The sub is almost fully drained of power, so Krang sends Rocksteady and Bebop up to collect the equipment. On the way, Rocksteady reveals that he swiped a slice of the turtle's pizza, and Bebop warns him not to eat it because it's covered with, with the love potion. Rocksteady doesn't listen, and once they're on the surface, he falls madly in love with April O'Neil and kidnaps her. April drops her turtle comm, but convinces Rocksteady it's her makeup, and, she, and so he goes and gets it for her, and she calls the turtles. The turtles show up to stop the bad guys, but the foot soldiers take off with a giant battery. Rocksteady and Bebop make off with April and use a radio-controlled torpedo to try to destroy the turtles. Uh, unfortunately, Rocksteady is an idiot and sends the torpedo back towards his own raft. It's destroyed and plunging into the water shakes off the love potion's effects. They escape through their mutant module, but they bring a bunch of ocean water back with them into the Technodrome, which crashes into the giant battery, foiling Krang's plans. Irma shows up, the, shows up at the docks, and she's wearing a wedding gown, uh, hoping to meet one of those sailors that's been sending her some gifts. But the turtles admit that they were her secret admirers, and she leaves in disgust. The end. Wow. Riveting. Good stuff. Just yeah. riveting. What a collection of episodes. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I just feel like these episodes were par. You know, like, <laughs> for, for the 87 series, they were par. You know? Yeah, okay, there you yeah, go. Totally. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, let's uh, 
Let's let's do some second time around. Let's do some second time around. Hey, nice junk. So I just have a question here now at this mm. point. When April is running off to like, because she's going to get this new exciting story that's going to save her career. Is there even a new exciting story anymore for this New York City? I mean, I, aliens invading kind of just seems to be like every Saturday, you know? Yeah. I was a- I was more surprised. <laughs> I know. I was more surprised that this is only her first year at yeah. Channel 6. Like, I thought she'd been there longer because, like, she's their star reporter. Like... Yeah, yeah. Well, this is not something you hire in as. (laughs) Uh, It's like how they can't choose whether or not the turtles are are famous or not. Like they can't choose whether or not April is a great reporter or like on her last legs there, you know? Yeah, like it's it's just it's weird how like that's that's a thing. I also thought it was weird that Burn Burn like tells her this alien story is all made up. You know, you got to find a real news story. But like he has been kidnapped by aliens himself. Yeah, yeah. He, I, so, <laughs> and, and I mean, and that's that's the thing between this episode and Camera Bugged. Like, they are so surprised that there are aliens that exist, and it's like you've met several aliens. This is at least the fourth one because we had this is uh, at least the fourth one. Yeah, we had aliens, like, mutant turtles, like. Yeah, and I was like, okay, like being I was like, maybe Krang, like Krang, doesn't count, and the neutrinos don't count because they're from another dimension. But like okay. they've met other aliens before. Like we just had um, the aliens uh, a couple of weeks ago with the um, God. What was that element? Remember, like it was the diamond that was in the museum and stuff. And like, yeah, I like, forgot we what it was called. Just that. had that. Yeah, I mean, there was. I mean, the, the next episode after that one was also aliens. <laughs> it was also aliens, and it's like they've met so many aliens. So it's like to be. Uh, uh, just to be surprised every time it's just it's just weird yeah it's like the lava coming up after the mutant module and the turtles are always surprised by it it's like come on get used to it guys yeah no, i mean it's like i said you know trans-dimensional turtles in the 2012 series like those whole episodes mm-hmm. they don't make turtles forever not canon because it's totally normal for the 87 turtles and like the people in their world to completely forget Oh yeah, something has already like, happened before. <laughs> yeah, like everybody that complains that like, oh, they made those turtle, they made the '87 turtles dumb and turtles forever and transdimensional turtles. Is like, nah, they didn't. They're yeah. genuinely this dumb. What's happening is you're just remembering the first season. And that's, I mean, you know? yeah, and like I bring that up all. The time. I, I'm guilty People, of that too, but. I mean, yeah, like we all are because like the first, you know, those first episodes are really good, mm-hmm. but like we just constantly are just like bombarded with people that are like oh it's only you know the first couple episodes but yeah it's you guys got to remember the rest of the show exists and it's really bad (laughs) yeah you know at one point it was the longest running cartoon in america wow yeah longest running animated program um beaten shortly thereafter like by the simpsons so um this is the first time I noticed that the turtle van launches with a giant spring mechanism. I don't know if we've ever seen that before, but like when they take off, there's clearly like a, a spring with a pad that pushes it forward. Yeah, that was the first time I I've noticed that. Yeah. Yeah, I've never I, seen I, it before I, either. And I don't think we ever see it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like, important never... enough to mention before. 
before. At we least. never like really see the van take off from the lair though. Like, so that was kind of weird. Like we, we see it drive out of the lair, but we've never seen it like leave the garage. You know what yeah, I mean? I guess usually we see them like in the street, you know? Just yeah. Like they're there. usually already driving. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like a Batman situation where like, you know, turbines to speed, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't know if anybody of you got the joke, but Klaatu Barada Nikto was uh, Day the Earth Stood Still. I missed that. I did not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as soon as as soon as the kid like said it, or they said it, the kid's name was Nikto, I was like, oh god, they're gonna do the Klaatu Barada. And he's like, my name is Klaatu, and this is the little lady Barada. And I was like, God. <laughs> <laughs> so for someone who's young like me, uh, what is the Day the Earth Stood Still? Day the Earth Stood Still is a very, very uh, famous sci-fi story about the Earth uh, standing still. <laughs> is that like supposed to be like nuclear war kills everyone? Is that the one? Is that uh, the one it is? Uh, it's got to do with it's some of that, like it's set in that time. Okay. Um, but it's like he, there's an alien who is like on Earth and stuff. Um, I think he, his name was Klaatu um god it's it's been years since i've seen it um there was i think the most recent version was a remake with keanu reeves oh wow i didn't even know that so yup just a stupid joke (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's one of those like the three musketeers like i know a lot about it but i've never seen it yeah like like, you 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 know. know more about it through um like through pop culture osmosis yeah. like you've heard of it and you've heard Klaatu Barada Nikto before um you just might not have seen the original like thing it's from because mm-hmm. like even it like even George Lucas like named uh two alien species uh Klaatu or yeah Klaatu's and Nikto's huh. like specifically after that yeah or anything else for this, or should we move on to camera bugged? Uh, let's get to camera bugged. Let's get to camera bugged. So, did anyone else notice that the cop was a Bonnie, like Barney Fife? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don it, was, Don it, was Don, it was a Don Knotts. Yeah. Yeah. That's like that's like a go-to for if you, if you want a dopey cop. Like, you know, can somebody do a Don Knotts impression? Everyone can. It's not bad, Mike. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> it was it was just and like he even looked like Barney Fife. Yeah. From the Andy Griffith show, if you're a youngin. I mean, I'm a youngin, but I also grew up without cable, so you know, sometimes the Andy Griffith show was the only thing to watch. Okay, so how, you, how is okay. that still on okay, TV? Hang, hang on, hang on. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so you grew up without cable, so you watch syndicated TV, right? Yeah. Did you watch Small Wonder? No, that's the I best. I haven't seen Small Wonder either. Okay, that is the best daytime sitcom. It's so stupid. It's about a guy, like he's like a toy maker, and he builds like a robot girl, and then like just has her live in their house as like the son's sister. I know of this show. Yeah, there's, there's like <laughs> one episode in particular. Where like, yeah, yeah, I've I've seen some some stuff about it. I haven't I actually was, watched it myself. I used to watch every episode of small wonder man wow. anyway anyway yeah, I, I missed that i never saw that one so 
Um, I noticed that Alien has a book when he lands. It's called Earth on Five like Drabnecks a Day. Yeah. Which is a parody of Europe on Five Dollars a Day, which is like a I remember that being a, a big travel book. Like they made a whole bunch of those kind of books that were like Yeah, and like this and place, those and those kind dollars. of and those kind of books were like were the inspiration for the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. So which I I kind of said it made that joke instead of the Hitchhiker's Guide joke, but um no, like it it was it was a fun like thing. I actually liked this alien. Like uh-huh. he was he was stupid. Yeah, he's, he's like the he's, worst voice. <laughs> what what's wrong with his voice? <laughs> he's do, he's doing yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I like I like I liked it. Um, his name was Fripp. Was the alien's name? Yeah, something like that. Ah, I don't remember the n- naming him. I just remember his name or the species was the Polarizoids. Yeah, Polarizoid. So I was like, ah, Polaroid, Polarizoid. Which okay. According to Turtlepedia, they come back in season five. Oh no! And apparently, they are around the star like Alpha Centauri, so they must be neighbors of Ran. I don't know if Adam Strange has been there or not. Wop wop. <laughs> yeah, is there a comic where Adam Strange get, gets caught in a video camera? <laughs> it would not surprise me if there was. I mean, I you're talking think- about a guy that, like, back in the Silver Age, one of his biggest nemesis is. Nemesi, Nemesi, was a, like a living dust devil <laughs> that like sweet killed people upon touching them. It, I did yeah. think it was. I think it, I, I think it was funny that like both of these aliens, um, like this, like the place they're from, they're not like from like Clognark Nine or something it's like they're from like the earth names for those areas yeah man deserve i mean like i get it but it's like how would he know about all of that tv yeah the same way he knows how to drive a a a van (laughs) and fly and fly a blimp i guess yeah yeah (laughs) all right uh, all right fine that makes sense (laughs) he he would have to wear that rubber baby mask the entire time he was surfing though so people wouldn't think he was a giant turtle right yeah they would just think he was a dude wearing a turtle suit you know speaking of the rubber baby masks it was really funny that uh in green with jealousy that they put them on over the sailor uniforms Mm -hmm. yeah also i think this is the first time we actually see like mikey do something like what is modernly known as mikey-ish with the shadow puppets i I feel like this is the first time i've actually seen him like kind of like do something silly and kind of eccentric and, and kind of funny. Instead of just like surfer lingoing his way yeah. through the day. Yeah. yeah, instead of just saying surfer lingo or maybe being like, what? I don't get it. You know? Yeah. It was it was kind of weird. The um, like, because the whole the whole premise of them, like wanting to go on vacation and do like the different things. And it's like Mikey wants to go like to malibu california um but so green with jealousy why were they dressed like sailors though okay so that i don't know i don't know either because <laughs> like, april invites them over to a movie and then they like dress up like sailors and and, yeah, and, and drive like, to the movie and i'm like why why are they dressed like sailors <laughs> like the only thing i could think of was that like 
for some reason they used the same model sheet as like the navy guys from the beginning of the episode that were flirting with Irma. Yeah, the only the only thing I could think of the guy that delivers flowers to Irma says it was like three guys in uh in navy uniforms that sent the the gifts. And that's why she thinks it's the sailors. But like that doesn't explain why they were wearing the sailor suit in the first place. Yeah, it's like I think they were you know, wearing it so that Irma could think it was someone besides mutant turtles. <laughs> yeah. But okay, so like, but as like three like, like, like before they even got the love potion, they're like, ah, this will show Irma. <laughs> but it's I it's mean, so it's so weird. And I'm gonna talk about an anchovy, so the faster we get there, I'll the faster I'll remember <laughs> that bit. Um but yeah, like there's there's no reason for them to be sailors all of a sudden. Like that calls so much more attention to them. <laughs> like yeah, than than just being the weird rubber baby masks and trench coats. Like being sailors is so much more is so much weirder. Yeah, like like I said, I feel like it was the writers just being like, oh yeah, we'll have her think that they're the sailors she was flirting with, so that. We can move the plot along, so we'll have the turtles wearing sailor costumes. But like, but we won't really have even, a reason but, why. Yeah, but like, did they really work their way all the way backwards from that, though. <laughs> but like, did she? Yeah, because like, did she even think it was those sailors? I mean, but she, she was flirting with sailors. I guess she was. Yeah, but like, she it was thought a it was a sailor from before. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Weird I stuff. mean, it, it, I, I'm just like I'm trying to, you know probably explain what happened in the writing room which is they just forgot uh you know to actually come up with a reason for them to be wearing sailor outfits because they wanted her to think that she was talking with actual sailors because that's who she was flirting with earlier that's the only thing i can think of but it doesn't make sense and yes it is not great writing <laughs> yeah uh this is another episode with uh townsend coleman as crane yeah uh yeah very apparent in this episode yeah but it is not as obnoxious as the last time he voiced Crane. i so. thought it was more obnoxious oh really oh yeah uh i always find it obnoxious so <laughs> i mean it was obnoxious both times no matter what yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. way too high pitched it's w- yeah it's just way too high pitched and too much like mm-hmm. well is that all we got for uh, this one I think so. Let's let's get into those anchovies. No anchovies. You put anchovies on this thing and you're in big trouble, okay? I call it law. So this is kind of just a general anchovy because it covers my episode in Green with Jealousy. Uh, So like at the end of Green with Jealousy, like when Irma finds out that like the turtles were like her uh, secret admirers, like she's grossed out and like runs away. Mm-hmm. but in invasion of the turtle snatchers like when donatello invites her to go get the pizza with uh, to go get the pizza for april and like just her she's like incredibly like oh you want me to come with you huh? like oh yeah she goes back and forth on like is she horny for the turtles or not because like Maybe. it's not just these two episodes there's other episodes where like she's very much into the turtles yeah and they have to like hose her down yeah yeah is it possible that she only likes Donatello because Donatello was the one that invited her to get pizza and he was the only one that didn't uh, send her gifts? Okay, he was maybe. Okay, but you might be still, on something like, there. But I feel like I, I, 
She says they're turtles, though, and like that's when yeah. she's grossed out. Like yeah. she's grossed out about them being turtles. Like she doesn't like specifically say, "Oh, you know, oh, I only like Donatello." True. I'm probably but, probably reading too much into that. Yeah. No, I think I think we need to dive more into this. <laughs> <laughs> like, why, <laughs> Irma? This is another. I, it's are the turtles famous? Do, do everyone know the turtles, or does nobody know who the turtles are? Like. They yeah, can't it, figure it out. They it's just, another thing because like they're like I can't remember which one it was, but they're like, oh, we're on TV. And it's like again. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I really had for that one. Everything else was just the typical, like, yeah, it's a kid's show and it's just normal for the show. So yeah. Yeah, it, it's like it, it's hard to be overly mean and like to to the show because like it does what it sets out to do. Like these are, it's a dumb show, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, because the turtles inherently are dumb. Like the three of us recognize that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, That's, that's a big thing. At least I hope the three of us recognize that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's the thing with, with this show is like, I mean, now that I'm so far into it, there's just certain things that are expected and I don't expect anything more than that. You know, like I said, these episodes are par. Like, it's just for the 87 series. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they do what they set out to do. A camera bugged. So, I don't remember. He had, like, a video camera, but he was taking pictures with it. Is that something you were, you were able to do with video cameras that ran on VHS tapes? I don't know. That I, really, I, that I, really vaguely, I vaguely remember our camera when I, when I was younger. Yeah, I, like most, it was it was a video cam like with cassettes. Yeah, but I don't think you could take like a still picture with it. Yeah, because like you couldn't do like digital pictures. Right. So so that bugged me. Like that bugged me that, way that, more that, than it should have. That camera bugged you? <laughs> yes, the <laughs> camera bugged me. I was camera bugged about it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like how everyone calls the news when their stuff goes missing. You know, you don't... <laughs> You don't call the police station, you know, that my stuff's been stolen or, you know, someone else is just like, oh, yes, the news. When my thing has been taken by an alien, those are the first people I call. That seems more efficient because then April shows up with the turtles and hijinks ensues. There you, you go. don't have to fill out any reports or anything. You just, you know, you just watch it happen. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, like the only cops we've seen in the show are Rex One and, you know, Barney Fife. 45. So, like... It, it seems more efficient to call the turtles when something's uh, going wrong. You're not wrong. Also, how many other rays and like things like that, that you know, you're supposed to like shoot the turtles with have they tried to use before? Like, why is this camera suddenly so different from all the other weapons they've pointed at them? Like, you know, because, you know, Shredder sees the camera and he's like, ah, this weapon will be great for trapping the turtles. And it's like, how many... Other times, if you grab something you're supposed to point and shoot at the turtles with, and it has not worked, like yeah. why is it going to be different this time? Yeah, what what like, is so different about this camera that is yeah. going to make this work? Well, like, so we've, on, we've seen the turtles jump jump out of the way of laser beams, which means they react faster than the speed of light. So <laughs> this one doesn't use laser beams. So maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe he was onto something there. I don't maybe, know. Yeah, maybe it was faster than that. <laughs> Who knows i also hate they they did this again where april runs into the newsroom 
and uh, it's Vernon. He's like, you're on in 30 seconds. Like, why, why is she showing up so late? Why is no one like yeah, prepping her? Why for, is she? Yeah. yeah, like, why is she the top news reporter if she's constantly showing up to work yeah. late? And Vernon was right there with papers to read. Like, why is he doing the news? I don't get it. I don't know, because I feel like I'm a Vernon. You know, I would definitely be like, I really prefer not to do this. Here you go. Take the limelight. <laughs> Take the stage. I'm, I'm making enough. I'm good. Yeah. But yeah. And then there's also that thing just where April is always just getting her camera out to film the turtles fight. I feel like sometimes that she just kind of exploits her friends <laughs> instead of like, oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but like they seem okay with it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, well, you know, you let us know when the shredder's here and uh, you know, you occasionally save the day from time to time when you pull batteries out of things or kick an oil drum at shredder or whatever that was, the barrel. So uh yeah, you can go ahead and film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like when I throw a five dollars between two of my buddies and be like, All right, it's yours. And they fight over it and I would film it, you know. <laughs> exactly. Just like that. Just, Just like that. that. Yeah. I just feel like when your friends are in peril, maybe you should put the camera down. You know, that's all I'm saying. Well, but again, like in other episodes, she has to like beg burn for a for a camera crew. But in this one, she's able to go out and film it on her own. I don't I don't get it. Yeah, like it's like a lot of these writers like don't know exactly what a news reporter does. Oh yeah, <laughs> and True. then it's like, is she a field reporter or is she an anchor? Mm-hmm. Because like when Vernon's reading the news in uh, Turtle Snatchers, like she's upset that he's reading like at the news desk, and it's like that's a that's an anchor job, that's not a reporter job. Yeah, mm-hmm. no my my wife was actually just asking me that today while I was you know skipping through this uh, this episode to find you know to write my summary. And she's just like, what is her, like, what is her job? Is she a reporter? Like, what is the, and I was like, it's, it's channel six, babe. There's no, there's no workplace structure. <laughs> right. And well, it's yeah. Like, Cause sometimes Irma has to bring a camera along, but she's like hired to answer phones. You know? Yeah. And like, there's only like, f- there's five people that work at channel six. There's uh, April, Vern, uh, Vernon, it's like April, Vernon, Vern, Irma, and then the other news anchor guy. It's like on camera, yeah. Yeah, like the on-camera news anchor guy that we see yeah. occasionally. Well, uh, is Blodgett still working off that van he destroyed? So well, there's well, six. I mean, but remember, well, he wasn't a Channel 6 reporter. So. Oh, true, yeah. Or he was like in Channel 6 news. He was, you know, the sleazy Jerry Springer guy. No, I'm talking about the... They had a van driver at one point. He gets the eye of Sarnath and like. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah, he's he. I think they were taking it out of his paycheck, right? That's yeah. right. He but must have seen... gotten fired off screen at some point. Well, I, I mean, know. and there's also that camera crew from like the. There's also that camera crew from the first episode, because mm-hmm. it's like it. It was Vernon who was running. Who was running the uh, the van? Like he was running all the the editor. Yeah. And then there was like the camera and the sound guy who we've seen like a couple times and then like we don't really really ever see them anymore. And then it's just Vernon who does everything now. Yeah, I mean because April just started filming stuff herself, they realized they could save money and budget cuts just, you know. All those guys I guess went out the door. <laughs> like, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
This is also this is a pre Will Ferrell Anchorman movie society we're living in. So you know the the mystery of what a news reporter was was not revealed until that movie came out. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, nobody knew. Nobody knew. Nobody before. knew. They just showed up in your house every night. <laughs> Also, I got to say that breaking the TV to like free everyone from the camera, like breaking that screen in the machine made like no sense. sense. And also none of the other people came out. It was just the turtles and shredder and be up and rocksteady. And like, and I think the alien, but like the cop and all the other girls and everything else that was trapped in there did not come out. Yeah. Cause then he like trapped buildings and stuff. Like like, (laughs) those guys are still trapped in there somewhere. (laughs) Spencer, I was so so happy when you said you were gonna do camera bug because i remember this being such a crappy episode so yeah i mean i i have no way of knowing now you know <laughs> yeah yeah man you know and like that was yeah, that was like this is like our fifth power source you know like our fifth different power source i mean already. is it is it is it just the fifth i feel it's like it's been more way than more that. than the fifth oh, <laughs> how many episodes have we had subtract three that's how many times they've Look for a power source for the technodrome. All right, yeah. yeah, fair. But like, it's also like this is another episode where April just like unplugs the thing at the end. Like, we've yeah. seen that several times already. And I don't know why the turtles don't understand they can do that. But. I mean, this joke was this joke was the first time I think that they made this specific one where um, I left it out of my recap, but she stops uh, Nikto's toy by literally like jumping into it while it was going to explode and she like pulls the battery out and they're like how'd you know and she's like it's a kid's toy all kids toys have batteries yeah which is like haha funny meta commentary but like (laughs) april (laughs) you could have died yeah they're just super inconsistent with with a lot of this stuff like you know once again yeah, like they're, they, they they're forget crank- what happened yesterday. Yeah, like they're cranking these out, and like how many of these episodes were written at the same time? So like I get it. Like there's no, it's it's an '80s kids cartoon. Like I don't expect there to be you know a lore group, you know, mm-hmm. you know, And these shows weren't made to be scrutinized on a podcast. You know, 35 years later. Yeah, like I get it. I mean, most kids probably aren't going to remember what happened in the episode. Like, well, the like before. we like oh, yeah. we said, most people don't remember past the first season anyway. Yeah, I mean, I usually don't remember. You know, shortly after we've watched, I have to rewatch the episode <laughs> that I summarize. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I was uh, I was driving home because I watched these episodes. Uh, I watched these episodes on my lunch, and like I was driving home, and I was like, I don't remember these two episodes at all. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't remember the two that I just watched. And I mean, because at, at, a, at a point, these all run together. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's the same jokes. It's the same insults to Bebop and Rocksteady. You know, it's the same thing with Splinter. Like, although Splinter did have a cute couple funny lines in, in these ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will disagree with you though, Mike. I think this show was made to be scrutinized 35 years oh, later. Oh, you think so? I, you I'm think having so? a great time with it. Personally. <laughs> I mean, I'm having a I'm having a blast revisiting these with you guys. Yeah. Like that's what makes this fun for me because like these, this is the first time I'm watching all of these episodes in years. Yeah, same. like decades. And like, because I remember when my wife and I first started dating, I had just bought that like turtle van set. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, like, because she said she liked the turtles. Um, 
and like she did um and i was like hey let's watch that let's watch them i just bought this and it's like we immediately fell asleep by like disc three yeah and that's like episode eight of season two <laughs> yeah i mean i'm surprised you could like get through that much in like one sitting to be able to fall asleep like <laughs> it's a marathon yeah yeah uh well i think i was by myself at that point <laughs> can't remember if she had gone home for the night um but yeah like it it's like these these episodes are like again it's a kid's show and it's like yes. we're we're being nitpicky because you know it's content and it's fun to talk yeah. about this kind of stuff uh, especially because you know knowing what we know now it's fun to kind of go back and see why certain things are this way mm-hmm and it's like, I would love to, I would love to talk to one of the writers and just be like, why, why was Irma so horny all the time? Like, that's the biggest question I want to know. Because that's what they wrote down as her character, like, <laughs> description. Yeah. I mean, I guess, but <laughs> yeah. like. And, and nothing else. And nothing else, yeah. Yeah, it's like nothing else. And it's like, does she still have Rex 1? probably not because or did or did everybody just forget that rex one exists everyone just forgot i can't talk to them i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) look man there just wasn't enough passion in the relationship it got robotic she broke things off Uh, yeah he's he's buried to his job (laughs) um spencer you mentioned the show being inconsistent invasion of the turtle snatchers i felt like had the most inconsistent animation of any of these episodes like especially like the scenes with the news crew they look like they're from like titan ae like they're over animated but the other parts are like really really crappy it's like and every so other scene felt like it was animated by a different studio. i tried to find out information on that uh i could not find out what studio it was that animated it but it was definitely you're right it was a different um animation studio doing certain parts yeah really threw me yeah and then i mean they have like the usual plot device again of ah something new that'll power the technodrome all right i'm gonna say it green with jealousy i had to stop i this episode i had to stop it was so just terrible rock city's a full-on creep in this episode too yeah like Like, i guess he's a bad guy though (laughs) it's true yeah he would have terrible band boundaries but why did krang go with a love potion oh yeah him and shredder it's just like you know another another check in the column for like lame shredder like he (laughs) plots to give them a love potion so that they fight each other like (laughs) yeah uh reed and bruce shelley their only other credit was sky turtles which is also an episode where shredder like inexplicably just hangs out in the technodrome for most of the episode. Mm-hmm. Instead of just like going up and murdering the turtles and being done with it. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's just the basic like love potion episode. I feel like there's quite a few of these as kids, you know, oh, there's yeah. something that induces love, whether it's Cupid's arrow or a love potion or. Yeah. Something. It's, it's one of those, it's just one of those tropes. Yeah. That we see in eighties cartoons. Mm-hmm. Mind swapping, love potion, shrinking down. Yep. We've seen it all. Yep. <laughs> We've seen it all. <laughs> also, I don't understand why no one can hold on to their turtle com. Like, 
it seems like the best use of the turtle comms is just dropping it for someone else to find it later so they can eventually work their way to you. But yeah, like, <laughs> like, like get April like a little clip pouch. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, two cents worth of fabric and a button would solve like 80% of their problems. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, and uh, there's also multiple voice swaps in this one. Like, you know, granted, like, you know, I usually kind of just ignore them at this point because I feel like we've talked about it before. Mm. But there was a lot in this one. There was, like, straight up, like, a conversation held between, I can't remember which two turtles it was. I think it was, like, Michelangelo and Leo. Like, them yeah. talking back and forth where, like, the wrong voice is coming out of each of them. They Yeah, they swapped there. There was... Um when donatello and leo are trying to get out of the submarine uh-huh like leo's talking out of donnie's voice and that's the one i'm thinking yeah. of yeah because that's like a uh, full-on conversation they have right there well i mean there's there's another one too where uh the turtles are um like i think it's when they first start getting with the love potion like yeah leo, leo and leo and mikey swap places like their voices swap mm-hmm. um yeah there was there was uh invasion of the turtle snatchers like they just drew nunchucks on donatello <laughs> like there's a back shot of him talking to the of the to the aliens and it's like you could just see the nunchuck like it was it's michelangelo's model uh I missed that yeah should yeah. we do that on a, on a high note yeah let's let's loved yeah let's let's do that i love being a turtle overall these weren't bad episodes, like you said. They're 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 par. Mm. I did enjoy Invasion of the Turtle Snatchers and Camera Bug. Green with Jealousy, I enjoyed parts of it. I had to like stop for a bit, and then I had to like start it, like finish it. They're not bad. They're dumb, but yeah. you know, there there and there were a couple good lines in these. Like I loved. Um, when Donatello's making the antidote and he's about to put it on the pizza and then like Shudder's like the fate of the world and your brothers and and uh, uh, it all rests on you on this antidote but no pressure I don't want you to feel any pressure <laughs> I thought Splinter had a great line in Invasion the Turtle Snatchers when he's fighting Shredder and he's like if you're tired perhaps we should lie down and then he just Gets him yeah. right in the bread basket. <laughs> yeah. Just kicks him right, right in the stomach, kills him over. Oh, it was so good. And it's 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 weird, like the banter between Shredder and Splinter sometimes. Like they were around the same age. Yeah, originally. but now, now suddenly Splinter is like 80 years older. He keeps calling yeah, him ancient like, one. Yeah, he called him ancient one. And I was like, he was like at most a couple years older than you. Yeah. yeah. Like you guys went to the same school. <laughs> we were in school together. Like, I yeah. was a sophomore when you were a senior. Well, I was yeah. a senior. You're when two you were years a younger than me. Yeah. <laughs> You're two years younger than me. Uh, I did like the whole like concept of Donatello having to team up with Rocksteady in Invasion of the Turtle Snatchers. It was it was fun. Yeah. yeah. Like to see to see those two. It's always interesting. Like run around together. It yeah. it was funny because. Uh, Barry Gordon, who plays Donatello, also plays Bebop. Uh, so it was just, and then Cam Clark plays Leo and uh, Rocksteady. So it was just, it was just funny that Bebop, that Barry Gordon just swapped characters, but like still interacted with Rocksteady. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so I think it'll, it'll always kind of be somewhat interesting to see, you know, the hero have to put their difference aside and team up with the, the villain for a short time. I mean, it's an it's an age-old trope, but it's one that kind of... It, it's all, But it, that one's always a good one. Like, I'll mm-hmm. never... I'll never poo-poo that one. Yeah. That one's, also, that, that one's one of my favorite tropes. I also like that Don is smart enough to, like, try to convince Rocksteady to first let go of the wall and not do it himself. He's like, okay, yeah. uh... Let me, test, yeah, let me test the theory out. On, I don't uh, think we'll die, but why don't you go ahead? <laughs> not really an anchovy, but it's also not really a love being a turtle. So, <laughs> One thing I really loved about the episode was Shredder's hot dog uniform. Oh, that's he, like, right. To get the camera away from the Polarizoid, he like dresses up like a hot dog vendor, which is <laughs> but, but which is wears ridiculous. it over, but wears it over his shredder armor. <laughs> he just got like a paper hat we and, a, when and he, a white apron over his. When he was walking up, I I didn't see the hat or the apron, so I was like, <laughs> he's just pretending to be a hot dog vendor, but like still exactly shredder. Right. I mean, you know, he is an alien that uh, has not been to Earth before, so. As far as he knows, that's normal, right? Like, yeah, exactly. What's what? Like, why did he even dress up one and two? And then, why did he put it over and his, love, his like, Shredder you should, costume? You should take you should take a picture with two Earthlings. I just happen to have two right here. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, pulls Beam up and Rocksteady out of the hot dog cart. <laughs> that's right. Why were they in the hot dog cart? <laughs> exactly. Goodness. And how quick he is to sacrifice his minions. I also think it's just funny when they're saying where they want to go for vacation and Raph wants to go to Vegas. Go to Vegas, yeah. Because that's where the action is. Yeah. And then, like, uh, like Donatello wants to go to the Smithsonian. Leo wants to go to the War Museum. Yes. And it's like, it's like you couldn't figure out anything for Leo to want to do that was interesting. Like, he could have just been like, hey, I want to go camping where it's nice and quiet. But I he had to go also... to the War Museum. I mean, I would see Leo as the kind of guy who would have read The Art of War. No, no, no. He, yeah, like, I mean, he definitely would. And, like, we've seen it before in, like, the, the Muscaturtles episode, like, uh-huh. where that's the kind of stuff Leo would be interested in. It's just it, everything else was so specific, like the Smithsonian, Malibu, Las Vegas, the War Museum. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not even a specific war. Just yeah, generically. Yeah, just the yeah. War Museum. Yeah. Which which war do you want to learn about? Oh, you know the war. Yeah, the war. The, the one war. The big one. Uh, I forgot. I forgot to mention in Invasion of the Turtle Snatchers. I thought it was hilarious that the uh, they don't say New York University, but it's like the university has a nuclear fission reactor. Oh. I thought that was funny. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for me. Same. Overall, overall, I mean, not three bad episodes. Yeah, not. I mean, they they were fun. Hero turtles, right there. There you yeah. go. That's our heroes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, camera bugged was just. It was just dumb fun. That was. The one thing I. But ultimately, about it. but ultimately, it's the one I I remember the least. So. Yeah. Yeah. The only note I had written for that one is it wasn't bad. So. It was just. It was just more annoying, and like. Rocksteady, Rocksteady's voice, like Cam Clark is hamming it up more and more and more and more. And like, yes. like I said before, he's in on the joke. So he knows this is a stupid show. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're all in on the joke, but Cam sells it. And it's like his Rocksteady gets dumber and like 
more like his voice gets more grating like he's like cam is trying to push how much more annoying he can make this yeah and it's like i i knew rocksteady had this like vocal tick where he's like brow and it's like but every other sentence in this episode was brow yeah yeah i mean that's also just classic 80s cartoon stuff i mean it it is but it's like every yeah it's like it's like yeah. the bebop and rocksteady weren't characters like i don't think those characters were made to hold down entire episodes no. so i think that's why i think that's why their voices were allowed to be so annoying but it's like when when you focus on them more than a scene they're super annoying yeah yeah no i mean they're sure. annoying in general i'm talking about their voices specifically yeah bebop bebop though i don't mind like i like bebop's voice Mm-hmm. But also, like, I I like Bebop. I like this version of Bebop more. Because, like, he's always... he's Whenever Rocksteady's gone, he's way more capable. Yeah, he. I think you've said it before. Like, he's the smart one of the group, even though he's... Yeah, like, he, like he's, still, yeah. he's still dumb. And he's still, like... Because even in this episode, like, immediately starts, like, you know, following Rocksteady's orders. And when Rocksteady's, like, ordering him around. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we've seen when Bebop's by himself, like, and you give him a couple foot soldiers, he's pretty capable. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like you know, if this is the Three Stooges here. You know, Shredder is Mo, Bebop is Larry, and Rocksteady is Curly. You yeah, know? I think that's this way. Analogy. All right, Greenwood Jealousy. Uh, I'm glad we're done with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, I, I did. I did like seeing the turtles fight the foot soldiers underwater. Like it, that, that was was kind of cool. Yeah, that, that it was, was way too short, but it was kind of cool. Like it, it. Um, I noticed they didn't use their weapons at all in this episode. Huh. You're right. Like Don, I think Donatello uses his bow, but like nobody else uses theirs. Yeah, it's true. Because like, doesn't Raph even catch a spear from one of their spear guns and throw it back at them? Yeah, like, he doesn't throw his sigh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then I remembered Spider Man too kind of did that same thing so and that's how we got dr octopus right they, they were, were par they were exactly, <laughs> yeah. they were par. Uh, definitely five out of ten uh i could go without watching these ever again <laughs> but yeah. i'm glad i did all right so on to news i yeah. think so april o'neill channel nine news uh channel six news Oh, and I know Spencer's been jumping at the bit to talk about this, but just announced on IGN, uh, I think yesterday as we record this, uh, a brand new Smash Brothers-esque fighting game called Nickelodeon All-Stars, starring a bunch of Nickelodeon characters, has been announced for all the major platforms, um, except PC, I noticed. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, it is going to be a Smash Brothers-esque game with Nickelodeon characters spanning the entire Nickelodeon timeline. Uh, so you've got super old characters fighting brand new ones. And an interesting addition are Michelangelo and Leo, but in their classic 87 versions, not 2012 Arise, which was kind of interesting. Yeah, that surprised me. Yeah, it's It's definitely... Yeah, it's definitely weird because like all of the Nickelodeon like video games that the Turtles have appeared in, which I think have only really been the racing games, have all been modern versions. Mm-hmm. 
So for this to be the first one that has like the classic turtles in it, and it's it's the new style guide version. It's not like the classic turtles, um, but it, it was kind of weird um, yeah. to, to see that. And then like I love the screenshot that I posted on our socials of like Leonardo gonna like axe Helga from Hey Arnold. Uh-huh. <laughs> the thing that I find interesting about like their designs as well is if you were to make their like like the bands around their arms and stuff brown and white their eyes out and get rid of the initial on the belt buckle they'd pretty much look like the 2003 turtles yeah like like in, in some some in some angles at some angles not like all yeah maybe narrow their eyes a little bit more it was also kind of interesting that only michelangelo and leo were announced yeah, as, I, uh, as playable characters now i'm sure the other two are going to be uh playable characters i'm curious how much uh like how many characters are going to be in the roster uh ign does mention like there are going to be more um but they didn't say like you know are those going to be season pass are they unlockable uh like the the initial roster was pretty was pretty good um i noticed they have i'm like there's like deep cuts in there too like instead of ren and stimpy they have powdered toast man Yes. Yeah. Which which might be for certain certain reasons, um, but like it, I I just found that interesting. Yeah, it's I thought it was especially weird that they used kind of the eighty seven design for the turtles because like isn't the Rise movie coming out? You think they would want to tie into that somehow? But yeah, like and and I, I saw I, somebody somebody I follow on Twitter mentioned that like what if there's like you know timely dlc uh like a timed event where like hey like do these objectives in this time frame and you'll unlock the rise skins or whatever um and and we don't even know if like leo and mikey are just skins of each other yeah like that's a good point yeah i doubt it though because they have different weapons and so like you can't have michelangelo attacking with his nunchuck the way that Leonardo would attack with this. I mean, sword. yeah, you're right. Fair. I mean, I mean, the classic games did it, but you know, it's fine. Uh, fair <laughs> enough. But uh, no, Don I mean, is the outlier there. I mean, but you're, you're right. One. Like these are 3D models. Those were, that was pixel art. So, yeah. like these ones, yeah, like they're moving around. They're doing different things. Um, so, I mean, so that would be really interesting uh, to see. So, yeah. Uh, are you guys gonna get the game? <laughs> I mean, the turtles weren't enough to sell me on it, but once I saw Nigel Thornberry, <laughs> that's that's the one. That's the one. Like that's the one. Everyone's like, I could play Nigel Thornberry. Hell yes. Weirdest like, crap I've, I've seen, ever I, seen. I've seen way more people excited for Nigel than the turtles. So. I'm like, yeah, the turtles. Like, I'm a big turtles fan, but you know, I think I could pass on the Nickelodeon. Fight. Is that Nigel, Nigel Thornberry? Thornberry? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just the fact that he's just, just seeing him move around like the way they had him move when they showed mm-hmm. him, it's like it's like the meme has come to life of Nigel Thornberry that he became. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's more like Nigel Thornberry the meme than my Nigel Thornberry the character from the Wild Thornberries. I feel like it's yeah, it's it's wild and like I don't know, I, I don't know if I'm gonna get it. Uh, I'm yeah. definitely gonna check it out. Um, I'm pretty sure like my nieces might get it. Um, but my interest for me is personally, 
I did see I did see funny article on um, I think it was Kotaku um, where they were talking about how it's probably going to have better online code than Super Smash Brothers actually does. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. Um, yeah. In fact, actually, um, uh, I think it was Nibel on Twitter. This big game video game Twitter. Um, I think he even meant he put a screenshot of uh, one of the developers on their Discord was like, "Hey, it's even going to have rollback code." which Super Smash Brothers doesn't even have. Mm. Yeah, so. I, don't know, I don't know if I'll get it. Um, a lot of the other Smash clones I've played have not been great, so. Well, I mean, yeah, and, and this isn't the first time that like the Turtles have appeared in a Smash clone. Like, they had their own Smash clone in, yeah. um, you know, Ninja Turtle Smash Up for the Wii and PS2. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty, I don't know. There's a part of me that kind of wants to get this game because it looks so dumb. <laughs> with its roster yeah uh, like, this is the, like it feels weird that like this is the first like nickelodeon game like just nickelodeon in general game that i'm kind of like i might check this out yeah <laughs> question mark like i didn't care for the racing games or you mm-hmm. know or even like uh battle for bikini bottom i've never i never played that but like this i don't know I'm not even that big of a Nicktoons guy. Like I, I like Nigel Thornberry and like Ah Real Monsters is in there. Yeah, I think I saw Invader Zim was in there too. Uh, Zim's cool. in there. Uh, of course, SpongeBob's in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Patrick. Um, and then like Powder, like weird, you know, polls like Powdered Toast Man. I have to have one of those kids from Rocket Power. That show was great. That and would they, be cool. They also um, I didn't bring in didn't, Carl Weezer. Carl Weezer. Yeah. <laughs> and Jimmy's mom. <laughs> that's, his, that's his, yeah, that's his ultimate is that <laughs> Jimmy is his dive bomb for Jimmy's mom. <laughs> um, but like, I, I want to know, like, you know, is Rocco going to have uh, any representation like Rocco's modern life? Like, are we going to get Rocco or Sharky or Heifer? Let's keep an eye out. Yeah. Uh, so as of now, no uh, release date. Probably going to come this year, though, with a trailer like that. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll keep you posted on the socials. Awesome. Uh, in other news and toy news, swinging it back around, uh, like I mentioned last week, NECA was going to do some uh, San Diego Comic-Con reveals. Uh, so they announced uh, as part of San Diego Comic-Con, like not really exclusives, but as stuff you can get through them, the Turtles in Disguise four pack that has been super hard to find at Target is available for uh, pre-order on their website right now at the NECAstore.com uh, for retail price. So you can get it for $124.99 uh, plus $14 shipping to wherever you are. Uh, which is fantastic and a lot sooner than I expected them to do it. Because uh, I think wave three of the original allotment that Target bought is on its way to stores right now, if not uh, very soon. So the fact that they were able to put it up on their website for two weeks um, is really cool. Uh, if you guys have pre-ordered with NECA before, uh, they do take a long time because these are made to order this as far as I know, is not in stock items, like in a warehouse somewhere. These are going to be, once this pre-order window is closed, they are going to send that number off to the factory in China and uh, get your figures made. So you could be waiting 
a long time you will be guaranteed your figures um like keith and i got our accessory packs from NECA, and what was that like uh, we ordered it i think we ordered them in august last year and we got them in march this year February, i think it was later than that it was, yeah no it was, you know, it was, it was, may. Like it was may it was yeah. may yeah so yeah so we waited nine months for our items um now again this is you know we're still in a pandemic world so shipping from china is hell for everybody right now so um like i said you can go to the nekastore.com to get that uh also for pre-order is the uh one of the frog two packs they all look the same i think it's genghis and um, yeah or no napoleon and genghis it's napoleon and genghis and then uh attila and rasputin are the next ones but um napoleon and genghis is in is up is in target right now in fact my target has had the same figures on the shelf for over a month now which is absolutely unheard of for turtles (laughs) figures now these ones are i mean they're the frogs and then like the two triceraton commanders zarak and zork or whatever their names are um in fact i know it's the same figures because like it's got a scratch in the plastic on the front like oh. very identifiable yeah. and i was like this is it and so that's why i know it's the same box that's been there for two <laughs> for a month now cool. um but yeah you can go to the nickstore.com uh pre-order that same kind of deal you're going to be waiting uh if you can find it on uh go to target stores and if your store's got the frogs you, you don't really have to do that um i doubt you're going to find any of the turtles in the stores unless wave three comes soon um yeah i mean if you want to save yourself the trip like definitely just do it through NECA. you know i might even pick up a second set because i'm constantly worried about my NECA figures breaking so i might just get a second set and hope for um just kind of keep that (laughs) in case these break because I even because like I got it I got it what like a month ago now and I still haven't taken all the turtles out because I'm like taking them out very slowly and messing with them. <laughs> yeah, I might pre-order them because 15 bucks is worth not going to Target every couple days and then yeah. peace of mind thereof. So. And honestly, like they are fantastic figures. Like the the interchangeable expressions is so good. Um, the accessories they come with are just so f- much fun um like the the clothing i mean yeah like it's you know it's action figure clothing but they still look cool and you can use them for other things if you if you collect other action figures like i I, if you if you really like the 87 turtles like definitely get this set uh neca i don't want to say they're throwing you a bone but you know they they listen like people have told them hey please put this up on your website like i I don't want to have to deal with scalpers and they listened and they were able to do it a lot sooner than I think a lot of us ever expected. So um, I'm not chilling. I'm not being paid. I just think everybody should get it if you really want it. And not above being paid. Though. I'm not above if, being if paid. Yeah. So Randy, please, <laughs> yeah. if you were listening, I will happily take your money and or some action figures. But uh, definitely, no, this is just from the heart, from one collector to other collectors, if you're listening. Um forgot where i was gonna go with that oh so the funny thing is with the turtle figures going up all of the ebay listings and like mercari and um all of those other reseller websites they've just been dropping in price and so they're almost retail 
they're just above what you would pay NECA with shipping. <laughs> so I, I just, we've all just been kind of looking at that like, <laughs> sucks to be a scalper. Which is great, honestly. Which, which is just like... great because just screw scalpers. Uh, we had some other SDCC exclusives announced. Um, first, Entertainment Earth announced a set of TMNT enamel pins. Uh, it's yes. all four turtles in, and I quote, highly entertaining poses. Uh, Entertainment Earth exclusive, $25 for all four turtles. So if you're into enamel pins, check that out. Yeah, and uh, like I said last week, it's it's Comic-Con season. So uh, as this episode uh, comes out, uh, the day before this episode comes out, NECA is going to be doing their Comic-Con panels um, so they've got them scheduled up on their YouTube page. Um, so, which only has got like 7,000 subscribers. So I don't know how often NECA does it. <laughs> mm. um, in fact, it's actually kind of hard to find. I had to go through a link from someone else. Um, but NECA is going to be doing their own panels on their YouTube page. Uh, so if you're listening to this, the panels are already done, but you can go back. I'm sure there'll be VODs where you can watch it. Uh, they're doing a very specific turtle panel uh, with Trevor Zamet, the brand manager for turtles. And there's gonna be reveals, there's gonna be quote unquote, the future of TMNT. I don't think they're gonna announce the next show with NECA, um, but I do expect some cool reveals, some exclusives. Uh, I mean, it's, it's Comic-Con, so anything can happen like NECA's kind of proven that they've got magic with turtles and comic-con so i'm gonna say it. i maybe a last ronin yeah. just open Fingers i think crossed. i think i think we might get a last ronin I, I don't think it'll be a wide i think they'll do a last ronin exclusive i mean if we get a last ronin one and it does really well do you think we could also get like the turtles from the last ronin designs with like May- their maybe but with all the I think, gear but stuff? i think yeah. also is exclusives because i mean have you seen the most recent art that tom waltz dropped with like donatello and his like oh yeah japanese gear that yeah. was so cool i think um i think if they do i think the exclusive this year would be last ronin and i think the exclusive next year would be the turtles from last ronin well, we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll definitely have to see. I, I think they'll probably want to wait until everything's finalized with the book before doing all four turtles because, like, Ronin's already got his look locked in. Mm-hmm. So they, they can just work off of that. Yeah. No, and I can't wait to see what Casey Marie does. And, like, if, you yeah. know, if, if anything ever happens with, like, Casey Marie or... Man, now I'm just excited for the last Ronin again. I've gotten pretty good at waiting <laughs> now. We're not talking about. I mean, it's been it's bit. been almost two months since the last issue. It's like it's yeah. it's time for the for the itch to start uh, setting in. But I think uh, August is the current uh, September. Yeah, push September. Back. Oh, yeah. four months. Whew. But if you want to um, shout out to uh, Turtle Talk Radio, they did a an interview with Ben Bishop talking about the third issue of Last Running. It's really really good. I'm like halfway through it. Uh, Rob and Zach talked to him about like how he went about making it and. Uh, little details that we missed on our episode. Uh, I definitely will give them a, a listen. Amen to that. 
Yeah. Uh, we got one more uh, San Diego Comic Con exclusive announced from Super Seven. They're coming out with a uh, case for their reaction figures. Yeah, this is kind of like the old uh, toy case from when we were kids. It holds like 24 figures mm -hmm. and it comes with Michelangelo. Uh, pre orders start July 22nd. So, like two days after this show airs, uh, $50 for the case and Michelangelo. They do that. Uh, they've been doing that every year because they had like the glow in the dark mutagen canister. They had the uh, um, the pizza box one. And I mean, I've said this, I've said this before to other people. Like, San Diego exclusives are more than the figure inside of them. Like, San Diego exclusives are. It's it, it it's the presentation. It's the box. So it's like some San Diego figures you'll buy and never open because they're just that good. Like. So you would want to buy it and then buy like a second one so that you've got, you know, the two. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, so that is all of the San Diego uh, Comic-Con news, but not the comic news. Uh, on Comixology right now, all of the Ninja Turtles books are currently on sale for about half off. Uh, so if you want to pick up everything IDW digitally, uh, you can. Um, some of the Mirage stuff is also on sale as well. This is they do this sale every it feels like every year. Uh, but mm -hmm. if you guys have been looking to get more into digital like I have, um, this is the best way to do it, not on the IDW app. <laughs> and here upcoming on the 20th, volume 13 of the TMNT IDW collection is coming out. The hardcover books? The hardcover books, yeah. Nice. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I can finally read through City at War. Wow. Does that get you right up to issue 100 then? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, because all, all of the digital books are uh, uh, 1249. All of the, all of the uh, collection books. And then like the individual volumes, if you want to just read that, you know, they're five, six bucks each. This one's four dollars. So it's like it's a if if you want to if you want to make the switch to digital, like definitely head on over to Comixology. The sale right now is killer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's wild. Any more news? As far as I know, that's it. I think I think that's all the news that's fit to print this week. Cool. So uh, Spencer, what are we talking about next week? Next week, we're going to be talking about TMNT Volume 1, Issues 41, 42, and 43. Awesome. So that's Turtle Dreams by Matt Howarth. Julius Revenge, that's another uh, Rick McCollum and Bill Anderson uh, book. And then Halls of Lost Legends, which is a Paul Jenkins and A.C. Farley comic. A.C. Farley art. Yeah, right? You love to see it. So... That's our show today. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you. Guys, yeah, uh, we love you, each and every one of you. So if you love us and enjoy the show, let us know somewhere on the internet. Um, you can follow all of our socials at Ninja Turtle PH on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, you can let us know by writing a review on the podcasting app that you're listening to this on. Uh, it helps us learn what you like, You know anything that we need to fix. Um, and just helps other people find the show. More reviews just feeds that algorithm. 
Mm-hmm. So, until next time, cowabunga, dudes. Cowabunga. Turtles, it's Sugar Lips. I, I mean, April. <laughs> turtles uh nice forgot about that (laughs) yeah what a weird what a weird bizarre episode yeah for me that that was a good line yeah that yeah the whole rock city thing was pretty creepy (laughs) uh okay so as we are talking i'm adding all of the collection books into my cart right now so i have seven uh where's number eight i didn't see number eight who's on the cover of eight? Oh, i wish i knew that off the top of my head it's like i want to I guess i'm seven. a fake fan i want to say it's like donatello or michael oh it's bebop and rocksteady oh, it's bebop and rocksteady yeah yep, fake fan that's me so i got eight <laughs> nine uh it would have helped you have a minor behind some soundproofing panels I put up right now. So. Um, uh, and frankly, I'm just too damn lazy. Eight, so. nine, Krang is 10, Casey is 11, and Hob is 12. Okay, so let me do this math real quick. Oh, shit. Refresh my cart here. Okay. So I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. All so twelve volumes uh, is a hundred and forty-nine dollars and eighty-eight cents. You were literally saving half because it says you save one hundred and fifty dollars. Wow, that is not bad for all of IDW. Almost all of IDW. Yeah, and that's like in that's in order too right like that's yeah those those collections like in order you don't even need to buy all of the uh side books because it's all in there in chronological order right yeah yep yeah i even like the ghostbusters stuff is in there yeah like i guess you're missing like tmnt batman but that's not really like canon yeah like stories yeah like i kind of just i kind of just want to buy everything here and like add that to my cart and add that to my cart maybe not the animated series batman that one's pretty good actually yeah i guess it's (laughs) five dollars um and then it's like do i want to add the mirage books in here too well at least add the ones we're reading next week yeah that's gonna be classics books that is but i think but i think i get that on comiXology unlimited unlimited yeah probably because most of these books i have an unlimited already like all of the yeah all of this you get on all of the classic series you get on comiXology unlimited i'm looking at it right now cool so and body body count is on here 
Really? Yeah, body count team Ninja Turtles body count after being out of print for years, a grindhouse style classic returns better than ever, inspired by the magazine Heavy Metal and the films of John Woo. Creators Kevin Eastman and Simon Bilsley Bisley uh, present a much darker take on Ninja Turtles, spinning a pulse-pounding yarn of over-the-top action and more of that more than a bit of old ultraviolence. In gritty 1990s New York, our boys Raph and Casey are swept up into an international murder revenge assassination plot, uh, complete with gangsters, thugs, cops, cyborgs, machine guns, and of course, hockey sticks. Don't miss what might be the longest running gunfight in comic book history. Collects <laughs> body count issues one through four with all new colors by Kevin Eastman. Yeah, they did a hardcover of that a couple of years ago. Oh, it's it is good. also yeah. on. It is also on. Ba, ba, ba. Comixology Unlimited. Yeah. Technically, all of these volumes are on Comixology Unlimited, so I don't need to buy them. Yes, you do. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the only one that is not on Comixology Unlimited right now for IDW is volume 12. That's the only one that's not on Unlimited. Oh, wow. Dang. That might Big be because it's the newest one, because yeah. that just came out this year, right? Yeah. So, I mean, they come out like every six months or so. It seems like they're winding down now, though. They still haven't announced number 14. So, I don't know that they have enough yet to make another book. Yeah. Well, I guess probably they do. It's like what 10 or 12 issues. Of I wish I knew when the sale was going to be over. Yeah, they've got Jenica one and two, but they just barely released like the trade paperback of, mm. yeah. of uh, two. Well, not two. Actually, they still have it. That's August that they're releasing trade paperback of two so i i don't think they have enough quite yet to make a maybe they do though with like 12 issues they should yeah i don't know why did they you guys haven't. did you guys uh watch loki yet yeah okay i have not all right so i think spencer you saw that uh that meme that colin made right oh yeah the, the yeah with the, with the timeline that mm-hmm. <laughs> was so good colin's yeah. great i want to i want to have him on the show um eventually he's he's an animator um like he really likes rise but um he's kind of like you where he's sick of 87 mm-hmm. uh so he and i he and i talk a lot but yeah. he's just he's so just absolutely creative he's uh he's doing a giveaway on Twitter right now for like a 3d printed, like Ninja Turtle popsicle. Huh? I think I've seen those. I've been, I've been retweeting it cause I want one. So <laughs> he said, he said he's going to give me one anyway, but like I'm, I'm retweeting it for everybody. Cause it's, it's really cool that he's doing that. Like yeah. he even did, he even like built a little stand uh, for it. Um, that looks like it's melting. Oh yeah, I think I've yeah I've seen that actually. Yeah, I'm actually I'm actually that. I'm gonna retweet it from uh, our account right now. But uh, yeah, no, I guess I'm also in that boat of just kind of being sick of '87. <laughs> I guess just what bugs me about it is just the fact that I mean I've already said it a hundred times. It's just not. It's not that great. Like pretty much every almost everything that's come after it has been better with you know a few exceptions of like the late 90s turtles mania turtle mania dying stuff yeah 
Yeah, it's feel like it's played out. Like, yeah, ready to see something a little different. Yeah, and so you know, there's people that like are like, oh man, if this series could make a comeback or return, you know. And I'm just like, with what? You know, yeah. do you really want them to be fighting Shredder and Krang again? Yeah, like I, like as much as I, as much as I love Rise, like I, I kind of don't want it to come back because it ended so well. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm okay with the movie being the last thing. Um, but yeah, like all these guys are like, oh, I want season six of of 2012 and it's like why the creators didn't even want season five of 2012 yeah like why do you want it like oh i want more stories and it's like yeah like i get that we want more stories but like is it worth the creative kind of bankruptcy i mean if they if they were to move past shredder and crank and like actually create an interesting story with like a new villain or bring in Mm -hmm. someone new like that'd be cool but I mean, you know, yeah, like that's Turtles' biggest crutch. Like, yeah, they keep going back to Shredder and Crank. Like, like that's part of why I loved freaking Rise because you know we didn't get Shredder until the end of the first season. Mm-hmm. I made like, it through the end of the first season of Rise. It was pretty good, right? Yeah. Like, Insane on the Mama Train is one of my favorite episodes. That's that's the one where they get serious and like become the Hamato ninjas and yeah, have like yes. the new outfits. Those new outfits were sick too. I know. I, I wish them. I wish they lasted a little bit longer, but yeah. I get the joke. Um, oh, how are you doing on your run through of uh, two? I have not <laughs> watched in a while. I have okay. I haven't had time to sit down and uh, really do it because I don't know. I I I sat down and like I'm trying to catch up on games that I've that I've missed out on. I've uh, that I bought and I've missed out on. Um, and then also like, I'm really trying to do better about reading the comics I buy mm-hmm. by reading the comics that I'm subscribing to a service for. Yeah. I get you there. I've like, been doing that with DC universe. Like I've been pretty lax on it lately. Yeah. Like I haven't bought comics in over a month. Um, but that's mostly because like I've, I've trimmed down my, my pull list to only really be like turtles and last Ronin. Um, so I'm I, I only have to go in like maybe once a month and a half. Um because like I was getting Power Rangers and Sonic and Turtles. Um and I think now out of everything, I think I'm just getting turtles right now. And then like some of the Jim Henson comic books, because those are those are pretty cool. Hmm. Oh, and then like my other creator books, uh Wind. Um we only find them when they're dead. I think that's on hiatus right now. Um, and then Engine Ward, which I, I was picking up because I like the colors or I like the covers. They're really cool. But then like, I, I haven't really been reading it. I'm finally to a point where I have all my comics put away. So it's time to go to the comic book store. <laughs> yeah, I got to do that with my action figures. I got, yeah. I went on a tear and I bought more. All right, guys, I'm going to jump off here. and Yeah, yeah I'm going to go eat dinner. Uh, As a pleasure, as always, gentlemen. Yeah. Same here. All right. Same time next week, guys. All right. See you. Take care. Take care.